Our guest this week is Tom Ryan, an old friend of the show, and he has studied the various uh, and sundry uh, legal liabilities of Donald Trump. Uh, We're going to talk about all of those in the Think Tank this week. From KTAR News, this is The Think Tank, hosted by Dr. Mike O'Neill. Hey, Tom, welcome back. Well, thank you for having me back, Mike. I'm looking forward to this. Well, um, we talked ahead of time. Uh, Basically, we have five major liabilities. Right, right. And uh, you suggested we talk about two of them are federal, three of them are state, state. Let's talk about the federal ones. Well, uh, Donald Trump has some serious liability, uh, criminal liability, facing him at the federal level. Uh, the one that's probably the easiest to understand is uh, his violation of the um, uh, the Presidential Records uh, Preservation Act. There is a requirement at the end of each uh, presidential term of office to turn over all presidential documents, and it's a very broad definition. We now know uh, that he took not only presidential documents, but he took many highly classified documents, which is highly illegal. And contrary to what uh, President Trump says, uh, he does not have the power to just uh, crinkle his nose and um, have them all become unclassified. If that's all it was, they probably wouldn't be much of a case. But where it gets bad for Donald Trump is he lied to the Department of Justice. And not only did he lie to the Department of Justice, but he involved others, including his own attorney, who was subpoenaed to testify before the grand jury. Uh, That's a very serious uh, crime. And he's facing, um, more likely than not, a conviction at the federal level for a violation of the Presidential Records Act. Uh, We know that there was videotape uh, showing that he was not telling the truth about uh, the number of boxes that were brought down to Mar-a-Lago. I would not be surprised, based on his conduct so far, that we'll find them uh, at other places like his Westminster uh, you know, golf course and uh, Doral golf course. Um, you know, some people have even suggested that he, they should go and look at his uh, ex-wife's gravesite on the, uh, on the property there. I don't know that they'll go that far. But it's a serious, uh, it's a serious uh, charge. A lot of his supporters said, well, you know, they found, you know, Joe Biden had documents and Mike Pence had documents. What's the difference? Uh, Great question. The difference is this. Uh, With Mike Pence and Joe Biden, they did have uh, records that they were not entitled to have. But unlike Donald Trump, uh, they turned them over immediately. Uh, They opened up their garages, everything to the DOJ and the FBI to make sure that everything was turned over. There have been others since the uh, uh, Donald Trump uh, Mar-a-Lago raid where others have found out that, uh uh-oh, I too have – uh, records. The difference is this. They they did not try to hide it when they were confronted with it. They told the truth about it. That's the difference. You cannot lie to the FBI. You cannot lie to the Department of Justice. And that's exactly what Donald Trump appears to have done here. And, and I, I guess that to me gets to the issue of was it deliberate or was it an inadvertent action? <laughs> well, normally that would be a good question, but in in uh, Donald Trump's case, he's been very public about it. I had the right to do this. Uh, he even brags about, uh, well, President Nixon sold his back to the United States for $18 million. Well, 
the reason we have the Presidential Preservation Records Act right now is because of the misconduct of uh, Richard Nixon. And the, so the the law that he's accused of violating was a post-Nixon, Correct. post-Watergate law. <laughs> Correct. So the other the, the other uh, criminal federal criminal liability we know he's facing is. Um, Jack Smith has been appointed by... Uh, he's a special prosecutor. He's a special prosecutor, and he is investigating in the Washington, D.C. area with a grand jury um, the White House involvement in the January 6th insurrection. And you can tell how serious that investigation is going by the fact that um, they subpoenaed Vice President Mike Pence to come down and testify before the grand jury. That means they've gotten all the way to the person just under uh, uh, Donald Trump. Um, We also know that they've compelled testimony from his attorneys. Never a good sign because that means from Trump's attorneys. Trump's. Thank you for clarification. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Trump's attorneys, which means that uh, they believe that the attorneys were assisting in the the commission of a crime. That means their attorney-client privilege is uh, Donald Trump's attorney-client privilege is waived. Uh, That's a very serious thing. So those two criminal prosecutions right now uh, really are putting Donald Trump in in grave criminal jeopardy, in my opinion. Just in terms of giving us some clue as to how far along this is, isn't it true that in these kinds of prosecutions, you typically start with a small fry and slowly work your way up? Uh, They got to Mike Pence. That's about as high as you can get. Correct. And and, and, uh, that's that's very typical for any kind of litigation. Litigation, uh, you know, you start with the the, the people closest to the problem, uh, and then work up to the top of the chain of command. And, and in, among other things, if the one of the last people to go in there knows that you've talked to all these other people, uh, they can make inferences about, hey, I better. If I lie here, I could be in deep trouble. Oh, if you lie in a grand jury, you will be in very serious trouble. And then keep in mind, it wasn't just Mike Pence. It's been Mark Meadows. It's been White House counsel. I mean, they've the, the, this grand jury has been a very aggressive investigation into what happened in January 6th. And I'm going to give you two other points uh, that are outside the grand jury, but point to a serious criminal jeopardy for Trump is the defense in both the Proud Boys and the Oath Keeper trials were we were just following the commands of our uh, commander-in-chief, Donald Trump. And so they're saying whatever we did, it was lawful because we were following Donald Trump's orders. So uh, that's pretty serious. Now that, on the other hand, is a claim made by a defendant in another case. That doesn't doesn't mean that Donald Trump was— was directing things just because they may have thought so or said so. No, you're right. In in and of itself, it's not a conclusive proof, but mm-hmm. it is some evidence that he was involved. And then you certainly have the statements of Roger Stone, who was coordinating the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys, uh, who bragged about there will be violence on January 6th if, we, if Mike Pence doesn't uh, overturn the results. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I think there's some pretty strong evidence that our president, Donald Trump, was deeply involved in the organization and, uh, you know, pushing forward on the January 6th insurrection to stop the, you know, the change in uh, the, the change in the uh, presidency. OK, given all of this, 
Would you care to handicap your thoughts on what the time frame is? It sounds like they're getting somewhere near the end, but federal prosecutions seem to go on forever. Oh, they do. No, they, well, you know, the one thing I can tell you about Maine Justice, uh, which is the main portion of the Department of Justice, those are top-notch attorneys. Uh, they know that they have to follow the carpenter's rule of measure multiple times, but it's, so you only have to cut once. Um, these guys are razor sharp in, in uh, trial practice. If you look at convictions they got in both the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers, they know what they're doing. So let me handicap a couple things for you. Number one, I believe that probably sometime in the middle of this summer you will see indictments on uh, either the Mar-a-Lago federal investigation uh, and or the um, uh, the January 6th. And those two, again, just to clarify, those two, two are being run by the same office, basically. Jack Smith, mm-hmm. yes, who's a, a, a very sharp trial attorney. And he's overseeing this. He's not, he's not. He's, of course, he's got two things. He's got a staff. He's but, not yeah. going to let this right. go. go and to the he has guy. a decision, right? I mean, basically, Merrick Garland has said, I'm hands off on this. Correct. And that, which is the whole idea of a special prosecutor. Correct. I'm, you give him latitude and you say politics are out of this. This prosecutor is going to make the call and we're, and, and Garland not even going to be informed. Correct. Maybe the day before or something. But, and here's, yeah. here's going back to another thing that you asked. Uh, what's the difference? They did appoint a special prosecutor to evaluate Joe Biden's uh, possession of classified documents. Um, and again, the difference is uh, – it's it's quiet over there because he's been fully compliant, unlike what's happened with Trump. But going back to the handicap. And, and uh, Mike Pence as well, right? No, I haven't heard that about uh-huh. Mike Pence. Okay. So there, I'm not saying. But he's no. not. Uh, Pence, I mean, by every <clears throat> indicate, he gave the documents back and he basically, it, it, it certainly feels inadvertent. Correct. I, I think both of those are inadvertent. Mm-hmm. Um, but the um, not only do I think that you'll see indictments in somewhere around the middle to the end of July, I'm going to give you one other handicap. He's either going to plead guilty or he will be found guilty. He, they're, they're, those are the only two choices for him. Now, they might let him plead to a lesser offense. Uh, I don't know that there will be any prison time. It really depends on how strong or serious the facts are. Uh, that's That does seem highly doubtful to me. But he will more likely than not be convicted of probably both of those. So it's, but this doesn't stop him from running for president, No, does it, it doesn't. No, 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 it does not. It's not, it's not one of the disqualifying factors for uh, running for president. It and I, can, I will predict the response. Oh, this was a political prosecution. This is Democrats out to get me. They just are obsessed about Donald Trump. He, that's his mantra for everything. If you look at, uh, you know, when he, the Trump University case, oh, this is a prejudiced judge and he's out to get me. He was a Clinton appointee. Um, you look at uh, you know the the, mo- the recent case with uh, E. Jean Carroll, which was a civil uh, defamation mm-hmm. and sexual assault case. Um, y- you know, again, uh, the judge was biased, the jury was biased. Apparently, in this world, anybody only- from New York, I think it was, and it turns out those weren't from folks weren't mostly from Manhattan. They were up from Westchester, Correct. North County, and correct. Know. It, it, you know, that's his, that's the point. That's his M.O. The one thing you need to realize about Donald Trump and all of this is Donald Trump is a fire hose of disinformation and misinformation. And the whole purpose of that is he is trying to, you know, much like, uh, you know, the fire hoses used on the freedom riders in the, the South to wash them out of the streets. 
Uh, Donald Trump is a fire hose of misinformation and disinformation to wipe the truth out of the street. Because if he's the one who can declare what the truth is, then the truth Mm -hmm. only, you know, it it can be whatever he says it is. Mm -hmm. And that's how he acts. And that's what what gets him in these these, uh, serious bits of trouble. Well, let's move on. State prosecution, number one, New York. Whoa, there are two serious ones going on in the state of New York. Let's talk about Letitia James, the attorney general for uh, New York. State, state of New York. State of New York. And Letitia James, has a civil action going, um, but it's a very serious one. It's investigating uh, his his uh, improper valuation of Trump organization properties. And he lowers it for purposes of tax, but he raises it for purposes of insurance. In other words, the same properties put in radically different values. Exactly. It's what got Governor Fife Symington in trouble here in Arizona. He did exactly the same thing, and he was convicted in federal court of, of you know, basically fraud. I remember thinking in those cases that the problem for, in this case, Governor Symington, though it's the same thing, it was the simultaneity of it. You know, what's the value of some property that doesn't have a, I mean, if you own a tract house in a subdivision, you know, what did your neighbor's house sell for that, you know, add or subtract a little bit for condition and size. And we know more or less what that's worth. But many of his properties are unique and finding comps, comparable properties are subjective and and widely uh, divergent. Correct. And so, but it can't be worth a hundred million to one entity and ten million to another. Exactly. At the same time. Oh, and he's he's also declared one property um, a uh, a charitable trust, and then to someone else he says uh, it's here for redevelopment and worth a quarter of a billion dollars. So here's what Letitia James is doing. She's saying this is fraudulent business conduct, and you've damaged the state of uh, New York. She is asking for the maximum fine of $250 million. And here's the more serious kicker in what she's looking for. She has the right to shut down Trump Org and to prevent the Trump family from ever doing business in New York again. Um, Whole family. Whole family. Well, all all those who were involved in the... That means the children. Yeah. Basically. Ivanka, uh, Eric, Donald John, Mm -hmm. Donald J. Trump Jr., all of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very serious. They may, they may be off, better off doing thirty. So days Barron in may, run, may end up running the whole operation. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> funnier things have happened. <clears throat> so the other uh, the other New York one is uh, again it's a local one. It's in Manhattan. It's in New York, um, and this is with the uh, local district attorney there, Alvin Bragg, uh, who ran on a, a campaign of prosecuting Trump, mm-hmm. uh, and he is going after Donald Trump for. Basically, a, a tax evasion because of how he declared the payment to um, uh, Stormy Daniels, the the porn mm-hmm. star. So he now has thirty four counts, tax fraud, tax evasion against. I, I'm him. assuming he he did something that claimed it as a tax deduction. Exactly, and that's not kosher. That is not kosher. And then he, but every every document that he filed. Where he did that, so that's where you get to the 34 counts. Each one of those counts is a felony count. Mm-hmm. So he's facing some serious liability for his misconduct with uh, Stormy Daniels. And I, yeah, the one thing I think about it is uh, that was probably the worst hush payment money anybody's ever paid because everybody knows about Stormy Daniels and everybody knows about the $130,000 payment. And uh, That seems pretty <clears throat> lock-cinched the way you've presented it. 
He did give money. It was through Michael Cohen. Yep. Uh, I think he gave him $200,000 because Cohen had to declare it as income, and that's 140 after taxes, something Correct. like that. Right. right. It was actually, you paid Michael Cohen $400,000 to do it, mm-hmm. of which 130 was supposed to be uh, given to. And then, but that didn't just go directly to her. It went to the, the guy, um, oh, what's his name? He has a bad name from the National Enquirer. Oh, 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 yes. Pecker. Pecker. <laughs> Ladies and Mr. Gentlemen, Pecker. I, yeah, Mr. Pecker. But that's his name. I, we, we were not making fun of him. But at any rate, yeah, that was that was stupid on so many different levels. And then I love the, uh, uh, you know, the the anonymous names, uh, D.D., you know, David Dennison and, you know, uh, S.S. for Sharon Cisco or whatever her name was. <laughs> any rate, that was the worst hush money ever paid because everybody knows about Stormy Daniels and uh, the affair that uh, Donald Trump had with her. Um, and now the affair, there's nothing illegal there. No, if he had just had an affair and paid her uh, and didn't try to declare it. he didn't it, try to take a tax deduction. Out. He'd be in the clear and we probably wouldn't know about this right now. Mm-hmm. But the, the two Isn't there also a campaign <clears throat> finance issue because that money well, was it's, paid to if, – if that money was paid in furtherance of his campaign, which given that this was to come out in the middle of his presidential campaign – right. Uh, wasn't it? it was right before New Hampshire or something like one of one of the major <clears throat> points Primaries. in the campaign. And if that was paid in furtherance of uh, his political objectives, then I believe it's a campaign. Finance. It is. It is. is a, that's what's being charged here. Is this, no, strictly, but this here's, is strictly taxes? Here's what it is. Yes. But here's what happens. Um, the, the New York Code basically says if you do this. Um, if you violate our tax code with the further intent of uh, covering up a a crime at some other level, like federal level or mm-hmm. another state, that in and of itself is the crime. So, yes, the campaign finance violation. That's is, what makes it a felony. Correct. Isn't it? yeah. It's the predicate act for mm-hmm. the tax evasion. Okay. So now it's a little complicated, but that, that's it. If he were to be found guilty of, of this as tax evasion in New York. Isn't that kind of prima facie evidence that it's also a violation of federal tax law? Yeah, I mean, oh, if it's not allowable deduction in New York, it's... There were a lot of things that should have been prosecuted under uh, Bill Barr and Jeff Sessions, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, their, during their term of office when Trump was in office, but they chose not to. And they, uh, and not just Donald Trump, but there are a lot of other people mm-hmm. that should have been charged and prosecuted, and they didn't do it. And it's very disappointing to see... You know, that 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 happened. Bill Barr was a horrible mm-hmm. attorney general for the, the United States when he was in there. He was hardly the guardrails that he's now trying to portray himself in. So the last the uh, la- before we move to the last one, <clears throat> uh-huh. again, I want to ask you about these in terms of likely timing from the New York one that that that. That's moving forward. They're the both state. We're t- yeah, the, okay. the, t- the both state mm-hmm. ones are moving. They're actually in litigation now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Donald Trump just had to um, in the uh, in the Letitia James uh, civil two hundred fifty million dollars mm-hmm. suit. Donald Trump. Donald Trump just had to say, "I have. I now verify and certify that I have given all of my documents that I'm required to disclose to the other side under penalty of perjury." Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we're probably going to find out whether he's learned his lesson or not. Keep in mind that judge fined him a hundred and ten thousand dollars earlier for his non-disclosure of required documents. Mm. 
Um, so in Donald Trump, pay, it was actually 160000 The judge reduced the fine back down to 110000 and he paid it, and he turned over more documents. He and, may not be a billionaire, but that's not big money. Dan. He's paying yeah, a lot more, not, more to his lawyers than that. Correct. It's like you and I having to pay a 10 or a $15 fine. But here's the thing. Um, he, you know, uh, the Ivanka has now pulled away from the family attorneys. She's retained her own attorney. That's not a good sign for the rest of those guys. She's smelling some legal exposure. Yes, yes. And so that's, you know, that's pretty serious stuff. Um, those kind of splits are not good for those who are trying to avoid prosecution. And, uh, you know, I I see that as her and Jared realize we got to break away from this family. What about the hush money trial? What kind of time frame do you see on that? Um, that's actually scheduled. And I think that's, uh, you're looking probably, it'll probably go next December or, or probably December or next January. Is my trial into next year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right in the election cycle. Yes. Okay. All right. Last one, Georgia. Georgia. This is the Fannie Willis uh, investigation and prosecution. Fannie Willis is the uh, district attorney there in Atlanta. A very bright uh, lady, very smart, very tough prosecutor. She's running a grand jury. Uh, The grand jury has found uh, misconduct uh, with respect to the um, post-election efforts to overturn the election in Georgia. And uh, she's conducted a grand jury. Uh, The grand jury has returned its uh, recommendation for indictments. We don't know what those are. So they're returned, just sealed. Correct. We don't know what those are at this time. Uh, There has been rumors in the press that Fannie Willis has been asked to hold off on any indictments by uh, Jack Smith's team because many of the witnesses that are involved in Fannie Willis's investigation are also involved in investigations being handled by Jack Smith's team at the federal level. So you don't. My guess is that's the kind of prosecutorial deference that would be normal. Yes. Yeah. If you recall, when when the uh, grand jury came back, uh, the judge that was conducting the overseeing the grand jury um, asked uh, Fannie Willis, "Well, when are you? When do you plan to unseal these indictments?" And she said, uh, "It's imminent." So, and I believe at the time she probably thought it was imminent, but mm-hmm. uh, I also believe that somebody from uh, you know Jack Smith's team reached out and said, "Slow the roll. We've, we're still if investigating." They want you to slow roll it. Presumably, that would be until after they Jack Smith gets to some definable point of indictment, for example. Correct. In fact, uh, Fanny Fanny Willis then changed her uh, statement from uh, indictments are imminent to. Uh, indictments uh, will be uh, some somewhere around mid-July, end of July. That's why I was saying— Oh, she's now saying mid-July. Correct. Okay. And that's why yeah. I was saying before that the so federal— So that's not—and oh, maybe that's an indication of, of where the federal— That's will, exactly right. So we could have a busy July. That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I think we'll have a very busy July. Now, in the Fannie Willis investigation, it's really interesting because it involves people like Lindsey Graham, who is, you know, you can tell that Lindsey Graham knows he's in trouble because he's screaming like a howling monkey, a howler monkey. And, uh, you know, he knows he's in the crosshairs and he's trying to protect his buddy, Donald Trump, because he wants to stay relevant. Lindsey being the U.S. senator from from South Carolina. Correct. Correct. But he he's recorded and he's on tape making threatening remarks, very angry remarks. 
you don't get to mess with election officials. That is a very sacrosanct mm-hmm. thing in the United States. Just one question about that one. We've all heard the tape recording. Donald yes. Trump, I only need 11,000. <clears> so he had a specific number. Right. It was a number that would make him win by one vote. Um, that just on the face of it to me seems like you could convict on that alone. His only claim is I was joking. I don't know what he could claim. Oh no, he's yeah. he's he's in serious trouble. Mm-hmm. If you go back to if you go back to the trial that just happened with mm-hmm. E. Jean Carroll, Donald Trump didn't appear, but he did appear via deposition, mm-hmm. and his deposition testimony was devastating to him. It's why he ended up with a five million dollar verdict mm-hmm. against him. Um, you know, yeah, if I'm a star, I have the right to molest women. We've been doing that for millions of years, fortunately mm-hmm. or unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I mean, he mm-hmm. the, the man has no sense of anything beyond himself. He has no sense of empathy for anybody. He has no sense of compassion for anybody but himself. Or one would see his, or what he's doing in terms of his own legal exposure. <laughs> He is every trial lawyer's nightmare because he can't shut up. And he thinks he's one of those guys who thinks he can talk his way out of anything. We know those guys. We've seen state senators get mm-hmm. pulled over. Do you know who you're dealing with? <laughs> you know what the cop says? I don't care. <laughs> and it's the same thing here. You know? Th- those are fighting words to any police officer. <laughs> Do you know who you're dealing with? The first thing- I am convinced in that old case of the beer summit. Yeah. I know the words that got him arrested. It was, do you know who I am? Yep. Yep. Do you know who I <laughs> and am? And this is alpha male up against alpha male. <laughs> yeah. You, you, if you don't, if you're not the one wearing the badge, you're going to lose every time. Okay. Just about out of time. I'm, I'm basically, my big takeaway here is uh, expect a busy summer. Expect a busy summer and some serious consequences for Donald Trump. Um, not necessarily political ones, because every oh, no. one of these seems to raise him up, at least in the Republican primary. After the E. Jean Carroll conviction, he went up 10 points against Ron DeSantis. Tom Tuberville, Senator Tom Tuberville, yeah. said that uh, after the E. Jean Carroll convi- uh, trial verdict, he said, that makes me, you know, knowing about sexual abuse and everything else, he says, that makes me want to vote for him twice. Yeah. That's how these MAGA heads think. Well... Tom Ryan, you have uh, demonstrated for us why you're our go-to guy for, for all matters legal. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.